Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. This shoot you between the balls. The disease. And I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. The other host with me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. We're sleepy. It's been a it's been a rough week, hasn't it, Bubba? We, we are both a little... Even, like, you know, the, pre, the pre-warm-up is just us kind of looking at each other like, eh, you're here. Yeah. You know, we kind of yeah. just go over some, like, is there anything we need to talk about? Is there anything? Yeah, usually there's it's, it's just like, I'm, I'm full. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. What do you want from me? I haven't even ate yet. Yeah. I'm, oh, that's I'm your problem. Hungry. You need a Snickers. <sighs> no. I don't, I don't really I'm like try, I'm pushing hard with them. Are you pushing hard to try to get a sponsor with Snickers? I guess I shouldn't yeah. say I don't like them then. I don't say I don't no. like them. I just don't prefer Snickers. I'm not a chocolate guy. It's weird. I can eat it, but I'm not really a big chocolate guy. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm an odd, odd nugget, man. Just like you're an odd nugget because uh, I found a movie you've never seen before at your request. Um, we uh, talked, what, January about what we were going to cover in March. Yep, we, we plan everything kind of agreed. like two months in advance, which is kind of silly because then when March gets here, it's like, well, this year's moving by really quickly. I know, right? It like every week this it just seems like it flies by, it's but stupid. it's okay. It's so dumb. It's almost <laughs> April. It is. It is. So we knew we were going to cover the Arnold movie when we come back from. Uh, Pe- month that will not be spoken of yeah i'll try to come up with a new name for it no, um i don't and so we want to talk about it <laughs> so we were trying to come up with okay what's the second action movie we're going to cover and nate was like i have no idea so i sent him like a list and stone cold was on that list and nate's like i've never seen this because it always made me mad tell the people yep. why it made you mad nate as a kid when you know you're flipping through the TV guide or the channel three with its little Rolodex of what's on, and you see the movie called Stone Cold, and you're a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, and then you turn it on and realize that's not Stone Cold with that mullet. It pisses you off, especially when it, it tricks you a couple times, like not just once. It's just like, oh, well, maybe this is Stone Cold. It's like, nope. So yeah, and then I just never gave it a fair shot. Plus, I gotta be fair. The cover, not the most appealing when, you know, you got this bleach blonde hair, the earring, and a little razzle-dazzle coat. It's just something about where I'm like, yeah, I don't care to see this movie. And also, I'm not a sports guy. I don't know who the hell Brian Bosworth is. I don't know who the Boz is. I had to look up what team he played for. The Seahawks, man. 
Well, now I yeah. know. Also, I was like, is Seahawks yeah. still a team? They are. <laughs> They're still a team, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boz was one of those, like, I, I hate to kind of say it like this because I love him as an action star, but he's kind of one of those flash in the pan kind of football players from what I well, remember. So here's what cracks me up. In the year 2023, no Hollywood studio is going to take a football star or a basketball star like in the 90s and go, here's an action movie. You're the lead. No, they just throw them in uh, bad reboots of great animated movies like Space Jam. Yeah, you know, that's it. Like, it you know, that's all LeBron James isn't in a movie called like The President's Bodyguard or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even you know, know if I'd watch that. No, no man, we didn't. Like, we, we, we didn't get, you know, we had Dennis Rodman. We had we the should boss. have gotten something we, with Brock Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar in the line of duty on fire. I mean, I and I guess you're not counting like wrestling because obviously, you know, we've gotten wrestlers. We have movies. Yes, you know, but Batista, I, you know, if Rock. I knew more football player names, uh, Baker Mayfield is not, you know, in a action movie. Where I could he has tell a clone of himself yeah. and he has to defeat the evil clone of himself with John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I don't I don't know current football, baseball. Ba- I, I can tell you LeBron and basketball. I don't know any other ones. I'm you really know, stretching I, here. You know, it's it's just yeah. not there. But in the 80s and 90s, it was life, man. And apparently you you didn't see the cover of stone cold that made every kid want to watch stone cold no so uh, when i saw the blu-rays cover is that the another cover that was available in the video stores yeah there i was, strictly there was, remember the one with him with the that's on the imdb page where it's you know, yeah the there, there's the common the one but but the terminator knockoff one was oh, another that's a available. fantastic cover <laughs> it's straight up hey uh, it kind of looks like Terminator. Let's trick people into yeah, reading let's, this. Let's watch that one. Also, <laughs> little kid Nate and Lance Henriksen and William Forsythe, that probably would have went over my head. But as I'm watching yeah. this and realizing that I get Lance Henriksen as a biker, oh my god! Why didn't I know this? Why have I have why why haven't I watched this movie? That, that was my question whenever I brought it up, and it I was one know. of those like. Uh, we have to cover this, and I know they, quite they a few don't people utilize were excited. Yeah. William Forsythe enough, like well, need to be there's in it more. A, there's a reason. Oh, did him and like Brian not, Bosworth not get along? Nope. He was filming Out for Justice at the exact same time. He was bouncing back and forth from uh, movie sets, filming Out for Justice with Steven Seagal, where he's Richie. Oh. You know when he goes insane and. Yeah filming this one that's why it's almost kind of the same character except he's wearing a bad wig in this movie (laughs) um so yeah it's it's why he does he kind of literally goes out in just that flash of glory not even a blaze of glory um he was filming a movie simultaneously Um, okay i got so yeah i like the idea that steven seagal could have been in stone cold then there's no way Steven Seagal could have. Yeah, but like if they were filming it back boss. to back, I like to think that they were filming it one block over. No, he'd probably be like, "All right, where's where's William at?" 
you know, we got to have William over here. What do you mean he's over there with some football player? I'll kick that football player's ass. No, 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 you know, no. That... See, you got to get a little bit more. What do you mean he's not over here? Oh, I man, can play I football. The, the huskiness. There it is. Yeah. I I'm tired, man. We, we, we used up all our voiceover in our last stand episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I kind of let us just go crazy at the end of that episode, but. No, I love this. And before we get too far talking about it, I want to just go ahead and drop the trailer, get everybody else in the mood. So let's do Stone Cold. The Brotherhood. They're an underworld on wheels. They answer to no law. They live by one rule. God forgives. The Brotherhood doesn't. There's only one man tough enough and crazy enough to take them on. You just put that in the wrong passenger, buddy. He's an undercover cop doing a good job with a bad attitude. I think that's the most amount of puns I've heard in an action trailer yet. <laughs> He'll burn you stone cold. He's ice cold, stone cold. <laughs> so you don't have a history with this movie. I, I have no history with this other than I watched it a couple days ago. And then right before recording, I went, I'm going to watch it again because my memory's a little hazy because of coming back from vacation. And I got the brain fog. I, I will I will give you that. I you I know, totally so I was like, I've gotta rewatch this real quick before we, you know, go live. And I'm glad I and did I li- because I, I do remember most of it now. <laughs> I literally rewatched it right before just because I was like, I really want to rewatch this again. <laughs> uh I have always loved this movie. I, I've watched Stone Cold quite a bit. I never owned it up until now, and I'll I'll tell my story. Did I tell my story in the last stand episode? I, I got don't mad. No, I, I can't remember. Maybe I'll say no, it again on this. Maybe one. it was in Children that, of Corn. Maybe that we have a mutant power that I just pick movies and then something happens. So all of March, it, it's Brian Bosworth's month, his birthday month, and so I was like, oh, okay, that that's kind of works. Also, Kino is releasing a brand new like 4K version of Stone Cold. And two days before that announcement, I had ordered the Blu-ray copy of Stone Cold. <laughs> you gotta love because the I didn't, timing of it. I you didn't have the. Love it. I, I it, it's, it happens all the time. So I haven't owned this movie, but it just seems like I always watch this movie. It's like on somewhere on television or something. I feel and like this I, is a movie that was constantly being shown on USA. Oh yeah, I'm almost or guaranteed TNT, that was one of those probably. You know? one of the first times I watched it, but I do remember renting it because this is one of those 
once I was old enough to start watching these movies, I kind of went through like all the Arnold's, all the Stallone's, like I went through all of the main action people. So then you're just trying to figure out like, all right, who's like next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? You know, you've got like the Jeff Speakman's with perfect weapons. You got like all these, uh, the, you know, the American ninjas, stuff like Michael that. Dudikoff. Yeah. Some Dudikoff and. I found Stone Cold and uh, it was one of those movies that dad liked because dad was a football fan. He knew who the boss was. And this movie is just freaking fantastic. It's it literally holds its own against some of the greats when it comes to these eighties actions, eighties, nineties, I think it's 91 that this, it, came yeah, it's out. 91, but feels like it's, you know, it straight up feels like, 80s, you know, man. it does. And like, I don't know how to describe this, but I feel like anyone would understand what I'm trying to say here when I say this feels like a movie that your uncle would show you. Hundred percent. You know, this like is, this, this is the uh, like I just feel like one of my uncles would have sat me down and be like, "We're watching Stone Cold." Not my yeah. dad for some reason. This is an uncle action movie. See, my uncles weren't really into action movies. Thankfully, my dad was the actor. But I, I believe I, I actually just picture my this. uncle Blaine. That, that's who I picture. Yeah. You know, he's no longer with us. But I just, for some reason, being like, this would be something he would pick. <laughs> and I can't explain it. But I also feel like other people could relate to him. Like, yeah, no, this definitely feels like, you know, an uncle movie. You just got those I, sometimes. I actually think I introduced my dad to this movie. I don't think he had watched it till I rented it, you know, when I was about. 15 or 16 whenever i was old enough to drive and go to the movie store on my own and i should let the audience know this is available for free on youtube that's how i watched it it has been up there for seven years youtube has not taken it down like the studio hasn't put it up there just a random user has uploaded the movie it's great it does have 3.4 million views so then i started doing the math of like if those are all individual views let's say it was a individual household watching that let's say if we all spent 15 bucks to watch this then that means Mm -hmm. this movie hypothetically would have made 51 million dollars yeah it didn't make that when it came out no that's also (laughs) what brings it up because then when i looked at the budget and saw it had a budget of 25 million i went where like what (laughs) all practical the helicopter the helicopter Uh, had at least cost 23 million god can't can't jump into that just yet. We got to save. I know for a little bit, but you know how I always no, feel no, that no. like a helicopter is super super expensive. I mean, well, the movie tanks. Sure... It tanks yeah, hard because it, it turns out maybe the boss is not a box office draw. <laughs> not to the box office, no. But man, for the VHS rentals and stuff like that, he's he's a total draw. I I never knew it was a failure though. I mean, because I I came into it later. We didn't have. The ability to look all this shit up. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> back we didn't in the day. care about that back then. You know. And I mean, what a hell of an entrance this movie makes with a bootleg Shawn Michaels robbing a grocery does, store. Does the 80s and 90s hate grocery stores? How many yeah. grocery stores have to get demolished? How many rich crackers movies? have to get shot up? <laughs> what mercy is there in this world? I swear, man, this is one of those. This is one of those movies that you you start out thinking it's going to be one thing and by the time you're done you're like holy shit this is not what i was expecting whatsoever no now because this movie starts as a very tongue in cheek 
Like yeah, it feels like comedy. it's National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. That's loaded what I weapon. thought at first. You know, like, oh, this is going to be a parody of action movies, like a wink and a nod and ha-ha. Right. And then it actually kind of turns into a dark biker story, this which thing was not hard. expecting that. So now, hard. I can't glance over. Did you see one of the cereal boxes in the background? I saw all of them, but which one jumped out at you, though? The Batman cereal was in the background. Well, it was 90. This was filmed in 90, so Batman stuff came out in 89, so it was still yep. a lot of Batman stuff. I mean, it's the classic the black years. box with that, you know, <laughs> classic bat symbol. Dude, I was, looking, I was looking at stuff like the old packaging for, like, Downy Fabric Softener. Oh, stuff like that always blows my mind. Like, it's so like, funny. You'll see, like, Pepsi or, like, um, yeah. Doritos bags, and you're like, I remember that, but I don't remember it looking so bad you know <laughs> right well if you like they've tried that retro stuff lately where you can get like the yeah. old style packaging yet when you see it in these movies it still just looks totally wrong yeah like when you see it, you're like oh god you guys made the right choice by changing <laughs> your brand but i'm also like i grew up with that shit that was that was <laughs> it man that was my Pepsi. my dad worked for pepsi for a long time as a mechanic for one of the local distributors so like i knew what pepsi bottles look like forever you know it was always in the house but i love i love the intro of this man it, it felt like you know the robocop convenience scene yeah oh it's, yeah definitely it, it was a, a lighter version of the cobra you know where he's in the grocery store i mean it's just all this to the point where he takes out a guy with olive oil you know and he's got this smirk on his face the entire he's grocery shopping during he's wearing the a duster thing. i love the duster <laughs> I love the duster. <laughs> he's got to be the badass with the duster. And he's, and he's, he's on him. suspension. Like, he's not even supposed <laughs> oh. to be there. So, for all I know, he's just actually going there to the grocery store to be there. I love... So, the director of this is Craig R. Baxley. Craig R. Baxley is also the director of another absolute favorite movie of mine that I had Nate watch when I was up there uh, for Christmas. And we watched I Come in Peace. And... Who else was on suspension? Dolph was on suspension. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And all he's like, you got promise to take your vacation, man. You got to make me a promise. I, he just has this certain like tone to the way he, he also did action Jackson. Um, he kind of a couple of, uh, a team episodes. And after he that, did, he just fell after that, the face of the earth, like direct to video, yeah stuff I, like half of them i had never seen yeah like it's um, all stuff where it's like well that probably was a pilot that never took off exactly but he also he like those are three fantastic action movies you know action jackson i come in peace and stone cold and he just wasn't ready like for anything after the year 2000 that's all or it's a different era man anything after the year 1992 because he really just disappeared just <laughs> nosedive <laughs> He he hit his peak right there. That was everyone it, knows man. the nineties didn't start till ninety two anyway. That's true. That's why this movie still feels like it's nineteen eighties yeah. when you watch this movie. But yeah, this movie starts in a totally separate tone than where this movie ends. And you know, it's very almost lighthearted. You know, it's got a badass soundtrack throughout this whole thing. I love the music in this movie. You know, it's got classic rock. It's uh, you know the there's a scene in the strip club with a live band. Did you hear the song that's playing? Uh, so, I mean, I heard it, but I didn't know it. Did you, I didn't even know well, who the band was. Okay. I don't, you don't need to know who the band was, but did the song sound familiar? 
kind of, but like I just could not pinpoint for the life of me what it was. It's the same song that Miss July pops up out of in Under Siege. <laughs> out of the birthday cake. It's the exact same song. Oh, Miss July. <laughs> so you're just like, <laughs> what movie am I watching? Because, you know, that song's in everybody's head. And watch that movie. And, you know, so... I don't know, man. I, I can't. I, I watched this movie with a smile on my face the entire time, man. I, I love the boss. He's just he's got he's got a badass haircut. It's like. All right. Sh- all right. Sh- go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? If if. Uh, if Patrick Swayze had the best mullet of the 80s, mm-hmm. then the boss had the best mullet of the 90s. I don't know. We've kind of said Jean-Claude has the best mullet of the night. Oh, yeah. But I got to say, so our friends over at Bad Movie Cult, when, you know, it was announced that this was being one of the movies we were going to review, they had messaged me going, whoa, the boss's mullet in this movie is next level. And they are not wrong. I was not prepared for it. And also it being like a combination of, like, vanilla ice with a mullet. I don't don't understand how it works, but it does. It's like shaved high and tight as if it's going into like, like a, a flat top. tail. Well, did you notice on his duster, he there's a skunk tail on his yeah. duster shoulder. Like, so that's the whole look. Like it's brown hair, then blonde. It's spiked and then slicked back. I don't know. It's badass. And <laughs> if I had to watch this as a younger kid, I totally would have been rocking the boss at high school. Totally. Mom, 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 I want the boss haircut. Mom, I want the boss haircut. Can I, mom, mom, everyone at school has the boss haircut. Even the girls. I want it. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's iconic to this, to this point. See, when I was a kid, everyone like, had the slim shady hair bleached and like the frost tips, like. Oh, up. And yeah. I, I remember not doing that because I went, man, that's really dumb. <laughs> Thank God I missed that. Yeah, I, I, I was not into that. I would I would totally rock the boss, though. I totally would. We could still bring back the boss. You got to start growing hair, though. Ah, dude, I hate I hate Can hair. You imagine having the boss with that beard. I don't think Jackie'd let that rock. I, just, I really don't think she'd let me do that. Jackie's like, letting the boss not be free. I know. I keep. My shaved head, you know, the other Stone Cold is who I uh, model myself I'll just, after. I'll just get a tattoo of the boss's uh, hair. That's what I'll do. That's what I need. That, that should, I should start, like, uh, uh, the rest of my sleeve should just be action people and start with, like, the boss and yeah. just get Stone Cold tattooed on me. Jersey, <laughs> Jersey will be down for that. She, she, no one else she's ever tattooed would have that. That'd be a first. Yeah, I don't think anyone has the boss as a tattoo. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there that got the boss tattoo. After you know, there movie. probably is somewhere from the 80s, and now they look at it going, oh, yeah. man, I should have waited <laughs> till the 90s. I'd totally be down for the boss. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying the boss this entire episode. <laughs> no, that's, so uh, I mean, fun. once I heard that he was referred to as the boss, I went, well, that's pretty badass. Obviously, that's all he's going to be referred to as. I there's a there's a point in this movie where I realize that I'm like this movie is straight up just hook testosterone to your veins and then I got thinking why isn't the boss done like one of those low T commercials like if you have a low T you know is your energy levels down life in the bedroom kind of sagging on you well next time try the boss well, the low T supplement He'd be thinking like, well, no, now people are going to think I have low T and I'm the boss. I, I got nothing but high low T. 
Frank Thomas does them right now, and I never would have thought that about Frank Thomas from back in the 90s. I don't even know who Frank Thomas is right now off the top of my head. baseball player for the White Sox, man. I already told you I don't know sports. We're lucky (laughs) that I had to figure out who Boz was. That was was in the 90s. Did he have an action movie? I don't think they put Frank Thomas. See, well, then I would have never known about Frank Thomas having an action movie, but if they would have, he would have had a baseball bat as a weapon. He he had guns. He kind of had like Mark McGuire guns. You know who Mark McGuire oh, is. I right? know who Mark you McGuire know. is. Okay, yeah. so you understood and that Sammy reference. Sosa had a home run battle. Yeah. Well, and it Sammy turns Sosa out everyone was just using steroids. Right, Barry Bonds, all those guys. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's one of the things that the boss got in trouble for in college was steroid use. So it was uh, part nah, of that. The boss like, is all 100% natural. You can't change my mind on that. You know, I, in this movie, he's he's built and cut, but he's not like the biggest dude in the movie. No, no. The well, dude he fists. <laughs> no, the dude he fist fights at the rally. That was a giant of a. That's that, that was, was a big the man. '80s mountain. You yeah, know, the, guy, the mountain from Game of Thrones. That was that guy in the '80s, <laughs> and he was on roids. You could definitely tell. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain fight. that. Lance Henriksen did not have a script, and he just said whatever the hell he wanted to. He probably actually joined a biker gang for this movie. Like, I just feel like he did everything Did you look could. that up? Because that's exactly no. what it was. Of course. I mean, he turned into a vampire for Near Dark, so this makes sense. Uh, he lit almost 100% of his lines is from Lance Henriksen, period. That yeah, was He that probably was went in script and then threw that in the trash bin and went, I'll just say whatever I want. Well, apparently like, they f- they filmed the man that actually turned himself into an android to play bishop, and then back into a human after the filming was over. It was a weird blood transfusion to get the white stuff instead of the red uh, stuff. Yeah, but, but you know worked. what? He had the money in the eighties. It was the only way they could actually literally rip him in half at the end of that movie, and then put him yeah. back together. So uh, he he goes all out. No, um, so the, there was a whole separate movie bef- before this movie that was filmed, like. Uh, Stone Cold or Stone Cold. There I go. Yeah, the movie, the Stone Cold. John Stone. There's a John Force. Um, had a family. They like that's introduced into the throughout the movie. There's a whole another storyline, and they ditched it. They got a. He was here a new writer, or it might have even been a different director. Once Craig R. Baxley jumped on, and so they they like four million. I think that's the part where it ends up being twenty five million was all that stuff filmed was just trashed done oh, so shit. Like four four million dollars of filming just thrown away also this movie is another one of those that we've talked about a lot that got hit with an nc-17 rating when it first you know got submitted and they had to cut it down which i do think about that because this is a darker s movie for the 90s you know this movie like, is brutal like straight up brutal and it was more brutal when they submitted it. This I mean, is this what is... they gave us cleaned up, I... basically. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that if it wasn't so damn, like, cheesy and over the top, I mean, it would be, like, on that same... It's what Arnold did for um, Raw Deal. Yeah, yeah. Where that one plays more like a Scorsese-esque crime drama, but it's an yeah, action well, they, movie. They, they wanted that kind of... Italian gangster feel with raw deal, yeah. you know, that they went yeah, with. Yeah, and then this, this is one... kind of the same thing. And then because of it being like 
the time period where like bikers were the biggest yeah. enemy, you know, like, oh, my God, bikers are the worst. They're the oh, bottom of is, the scum, you know, this is right in the heyday of that. I mean, essentially, the the rallies basically what is what uh, what is it called now? What's the big rally everyone goes to? I don't know. Um, I know Toys for Tots. No, stop it. No. I mean, they do uh, all the toy drives. That's a real thing. I am I am so not a biker. Anyway, there's a giant <laughs> rally like Our in the Midwest. Our knowledge of sports and bikes, not the best. <laughs> no, I never claim, but I don't claim. I've said I don't watch sports. I collected sports cards when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah, that's I how I knew cards most for of some them reason. were. But and, I, and the biker lifestyle, I have no concept over it. Like my concept take, of it is stone cold. I'll take this biker gang over the entire Sons of Anarchy. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Completely. These, these guys are badasses, man. And they're insane. They're literally shooting beer cans off each other. And when William yeah, Forsythe pulls that freaking gun out. Gun oh that looks like a laser God. gun that fires like an Uzi. I don't even okay, think well, that thing is real. I don't think it is because I did not recognize that gun at all. Um, it is a real gun. It is called the Calico M950. It's a 9 by 19 millimeter. It is an actual gun. Uh, Craig R. Baxley loves it because it's also the alien gun in I Come in Peace. That See, that's why I thought it was an up. alien gun. <laughs> um, Dead Rising uses the carbine version that's more of a rifle uh, in that movie. Uh, so it's more of the rifle version of it. It's a legit gun. Um, huh. Half well, a dozen I'm other movies have used it now. too. And but he like, uses it as a sidearm that can't hit the broadside of a barn till he shoots a cop at the end. And then it yes. obliterates that cop. And we can't gloss over. We have two bikers that are trying to shoot beer cans off one another. And yeah. there's a big crowd surrounding them. Yeah. And the one <laughs> is just firing off and missing the beer can and i swear he would kill like six people because they were all directly behind the guy oh yeah that was like a corridor of people and william forsyth had it on his shoulder and the guy misses like four times and william forsyth's like i'll make it easier for you and sticks it on his head and the guy shoots it off his head yeah and i swear william forsyth pulls out his freaking alien gun Shoots the beer can, but keeps firing a fully automatic weapon Somehow and doesn't the guy hit this is guy. Able to dive down, and then like the whole vehicle behind him gets destroyed. But I'm like, nah, I think he would have gotten cut in half. Like, in oh, the last it would have destroyed him. There's another guy. Did you recognize that guy at all? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I need your boots, your clothes, and your motorcycle. He's the guy that puts the cigar out in Arnold's chest. In oh, two. okay, yeah. okay. Well, there was also another person playing a biker guy in that movie. <laughs> that guy's just a biker. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. There works. was another person though that I did recognize. Did you oh, realize yeah? who the helicopter pilot was? Now, no, I didn't realize who the helicopter pilot was. It's Max Dad from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> no way. Yep. As soon as I saw him, I went. That guy looks super familiar, and I went to the old IMDb's and found out. It's like, yep, that was him in his early days. Okay, I got an even better one for you then. Oh, man, so, let's go. Oh, this is fun. So when they do the the deal with the Italian gang members with the uh, P2P, mm -hmm, and yep. the main guy sitting there, 
Well, I first went, that's one of the white boys from I Come in Peace, which it is. But also, upon looking it up, I never realized that's also Kenny from RoboCop, who got obliterated by Ed 209. Is it? It is. (laughs) Poor Kenny is in this movie. Wow. I just recognize, because, I mean, you don't really, you kind of see him in RoboCop. He's got that small role at the beginning where they're talking, and then he's just just freaking obliterated, and that's all you remember of Kenny. But, yeah, he plays a white boy. Craig R. Baxley again. He Craig R. Baxley likes working with his same people. I dig that, you know. But yeah, Kenny's in this movie. And I got so tickled <laughs> about that. I was like, I have to bring that up. That 209, man. God, that's fantastic then. <laughs> this movie's got a lot. This this movie has so much going for it. Well, like it cracks me up because the movie is about a suspended cop who's only been suspended for three weeks. That's it. Could be six months, though. Who's now going to be blackmailed to go into a biker gang because he has arrested the most bikers in his jurisdiction. Which right? then tells me that he would be the guy that every biker in the state would know because we're like, that's the asshole who keeps arresting us. Let's kill him. Like, yeah. I mean, there's our problem. Him. Does he? He's not run across anyone in this gang but whatsoever. He successfully infiltrates... Lance Hendrickson's biker gang. Yep. And I would even say steals Lance's girlfriend. Uh, steals Lance's girlfriend, uh, takes the place of William Forsyth ice as the right hand man. Like he literally like is in it, in it for Lance. He's deep undercover. He's so deep. You, you can't pull him out now. Deep. <laughs> what is that? Such a trope. He's like, no, we got to get you out of there. I can't get him out of this. You know I can't come out of this already. So, like, we'll just get him on racketeering and some other shit. Yeah, like, yeah really? we'll throw That's... easy charges at him. It's, it's too dangerous now, Stone. And this whole thing is about this gang trying to kill the district attorney because one of their brothers is going to get, like, the life or the death penalty. He got life. But they the the DA actually appealed winning the case because he wanted the death penalty for this guy. To send a message to all bikers out there in the world. And I'm also like, who the hell's this guy? Like Yeah, uh, so there's who the hell's this guy? In the beginning, they're just wiping out judges left and right. So like yeah. out this gate, I'm like, I think the the bikers have already won. And then by the time the movie ends, I'm like, no, the bikers definitely won. Like they won. Like, There's no it, doubt it, about it. This movie ends as if John Stone won. No, but he did. The bikers, no, the bikers won. I mean, Lance my Henderson point is a priest using a MP5, shooting dude. up everyone in a courtroom. He wins. Can I just say, since you already brought that up, so we get him as the biker in this whole movie, and I mean, like you said, this man goes in. He's got like, the he, long hippie hair. The, hip, got, the blue glasses, the you know, best. his name is, his name is Chains. That's his name in this movie, which is just badass. Which but, I'm totally convinced that's what he decided to call himself, <laughs> Mr. Hendrickson. Oh, yeah. He made it. He named everyone in that movie because, you know, there's ice and, you know, there's uh, there's one guy called Vitamin. There was all these like <laughs> uh, Mud Dog or something like that was one of them. I'm going to call everyone, you Toto. Toto, uh, 
Yeah, there I'm was. I'm gonna uh, call you over here, melon cakes. It was uh, gut, tool, trouble, mudfish, a wall, Greek, poker, vitamin, hooter, uh, one eye, big John, smoky, six pack. I, I'm pretty sure Lance Hendrickson just named everyone. And that one over there, he's Little John. And this guy <laughs> over there, he's uh, Nanny Fufu. And that guy over there is the one-eyed patch man who actually has both eyes perfectly intact. We're just going to name him Patch, and he has to wear this patch. Yeah. but And that anyway, guy over there has got a soul patch, so he's all right by me. What's the point I was making? Oh, yeah. So when they do the point where he's going to go into the, uh, they make it out like it's a Capitol building, but it's wherever the Supreme Court is uh, of uh, Alabama. I thought it was the Capitol building. They were storming. It might, it might have oh! been. <laughs> yeah, but it might they have been. They stormed the anyway. Capitol in this movie. Uh-oh. Uh, they did. Oh, wow. When the camera cuts to Lance in disguise, he is a totally different person, in my opinion. They, he chops off all of his hair. He Straight blends up. in perfectly. They he obviously go like through a, a metal detector, but he pulls out his rosary. He's like, yeah, that's what it is. It's definitely not my MP5 that I have in between my legs that I'm thinking no. about you with. That was under the chair. He didn't even carry that in. I he thought he carried it in. No, he it that shows him. He had to have gone there beforehand, figure out what chair he wants to sit in, tape the gun underneath the chair. Did you... That he was sitting beside people. He pulls that gun out and he's holding it in his lap. No one pays attention to him. Oh yeah, he, like he just like has it, like it's a teddy it's, bear. It's just laying in his lap and no one notices. I mean, it's insane. But I was just like, the way this guy is like, I believe Lance Henderson could be like a chameleon in real life, and he could just straight up change his appearance. And other than the fact that I know it's Lance Hendrickson, I would be like, oh yeah, that's. That's Lance, but he looks totally fine. He's definitely not a biker. Let him in. He He's reminds a me, like, I bet he would be an old-timey prospect for some reason. Hey, wasn't that kind of what he was in Near Dark? You know no, what? he was a, no. he was a, a, a Civil War officer. Yeah, like an old-timey yeah. prospect. You know, he's got to have the pickaxe. He's got to be mining gold. He's got to have <laughs> the hat and the coveralls, and the one button is missing. If the story's good enough, I think Lance would do it. Oh, he he definitely would. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm semi-friends with him, so I bet I can make Sem- it happen. Semi- You've met him at a con, haven't you? I mean, our, our paths cross, so. Close enough, man. Mm-hmm. Close enough. No, I, I would love to meet Lance Henderson. I think he'd be awesome. But I love him in this in this role, man. He He's kind of unhinged, but he's calculating. Kind of? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things like, is he is it an act? Is he really like that? Because, you know, he, he has this plan, this master plan, and it's all working. Like, every time he decides to do something, it works. Even, you know, he tricks, uh, you know, Stone later on after the deal for the P2P. You know, so it's like there's times where he's manic, and then there's times where he's, like, fully in control of the situation. And it, I don't know. It's just I don't think anyone else but Lance Hendrickson could have played this. He likes to play against guys with mullets. I'm just now realizing that because he was well, also in hard target. A mullet is what killed his family. Now he's got a vendetta against him. <laughs> he's got a vendetta against anyone wearing a mullet. That's, that's yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> that's... 
awesome. All right, man. Well, I think it's a good time to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it the Stone Cold way, though. Which Stone Cold? I'll see what I can do. The Transformers will return after these messages. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down with me, Stoppy, and my little brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Yes, you are. So join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben as we review monster movies from all around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. That's right, peasants. You'll find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Match Wednesdays, Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movies Down. Your one-stop chop for monster movie reviews, interviews, news, contests, and of course, me, Stumpy. And from. WWF action figures. You ready to crunch somebody's bones? I knew that you were. How's it going, Benza? You little punk. Hey, wait just a minute. Oh, no. King of the Iron Rungs featuring Stone Cold 316 only at Target. Because Stone Cold said so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic sheep jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. So I was never allowed to have wrestling figures as a kid. Really? Yeah. My dad was so like, wrestling's not real. This is all dumb. And then like, I loved watching, you know, the Attitude Era. And then like, I wasn't big on WCW, even when it had... uh, Hulk Hogan go over there and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the NWO Sting. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like I was always WWE, the Attitude Era uh, was great, you know? Yeah. But like not allowed to have action figures. And I even distinctly remember we were watching The Godfather have a wrestling match and his the hoe train came out and stuff like that. And dad was just like, nope, you boys aren't allowed to watch this anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> But we had like the wrestling games, you know, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I don't know. The contradictories of parents is always weird to me. That is kind of <laughs> weird. I, you know, I only had like one or two wrestling figures, but that was because you know, like Jimmy and Jared, they run the wrestling side of the show. So I go over there and I could play with their wrestling figures, and they were way more into wrestling than I was. I watched it sometimes, but really, I started watching again right around the Attitude Era, right when Jackie and I were first starting to date. So, you know, we would just watch wrestling all the time. It was it was awesome. I loved that era. And then it kind of got watered down again, and I really haven't jumped back Yeah, because it, it wasn't now. like Vince's wife was becoming like a governor or something like that. Yeah, it was something weird that was happening. Something with politics. And, and then all of a sudden, like, the storyline started to suck. So I was like, okay, I'm out. Yep. I don't care anymore. And I, 
like I honestly haven't been back. I couldn't tell you hardly anything about wrestlers now, or I know there's an AEW now and yeah, that's supposed like that. to be really fun. But I, I, I don't even know where you watch AEW. But I, I also nope. don't have cable, you know, like yeah, I haven't uh, yeah, had cable in like ten years. We do all streaming on everything, so yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I I was gonna say though, guys, that people are gonna swear we we plan all these bits and you ending, you know, going into the commercial, going, let's do the Stone Cold way. I was like, I had already pulled. Yeah, no, Stone no, Cold we do not figure. do any. We don't really talk about the show. We always just bullshit with each other yeah. and try to like hide what we're talk what, what we're feeling about I, I i like those to be i like the reaction of i Nate's like face. being a mystery to you yeah. charlie because well, you I could like... be like did nate like this movie or is that son of a bitch gonna piss me off again today you know i know i did say that but also i went there's no way nate didn't enjoy this movie I'm you like, should have known is... when i texted you earlier going i'm gonna watch the movie again real quick so like let's push back recording just that... a little bit that was 50 50 for me that was oh god <laughs> did he like not even care the first time he what i i didn't i didn't equate it to you coming back from vegas you know because yeah, i was still like, pissed off at you about that but <laughs> <laughs> i didn't win that's why i'm still doing this damn podcast i didn't get to retire and go off to an island in the sun you mean you'd quit this podcast if you got like, I'd disappear so hard. <laughs> so fast. And then I, yeah, then I'd just reappear with my cats and my dog I'd get, still. I'd get weird postcards, you know, with Nate in the Bahamas, you know. Yeah, but it'd be me, like, tied up, like, you owe us lots of money. No, apparently Nate has all the money, and I don't know who that is anymore because he abandoned <laughs> me. Because I abandoned everyone. That's right. I have a shovel you guys can borrow. So I'm going to go out for best. a pack of cigs. I'm going for milk. Good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Those that know, there's an inside joke that only like two people will only get. Literally two people. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the I hundreds have... of people that have had their dad go out for cigs and not come back. It's okay. We're not here to trigger anyone. Just, just remember the boss will always be there for you. The boss like, and his mullet and his muscles will comfort you. God, dude, it's you know he, he that's his motorcycle in this movie. Oh, is it the one he rides? He built it. Huh, that's actually kind of cool. That he wanted to use that one because he was more comfortable. Because if you notice, like that's him riding a motorcycle. Well, like I in, definitely ninety like, percent of the movie, and it was really strange because it's like well, that's usually something that would not happen in the movies because of the risk. But right. like. He looks so calm with it. And then, like, there's another scene where he gets into a drag race. And did you catch it? Like, he lets his feet drag behind him before he puts it onto, like, the legs. And I didn't understand why whatsoever. I was like, that seems, like, super dangerous. I have no clue whether. I mean, I've seen where they put the legs behind him, like, for speed or something in, in racing or and something like because that. Because in a drag race, maybe that's it. But, like. When watching it, I was like, that's actually someone, like, putting their legs, like, dragging it against the pavement. I'm like, what yeah. the? Why would you do that? And I think William Forsyth is actually riding, too. But there's 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 scenes with him where you go, oh, that was definitely a stunt double. Oh, yeah, That was definitely. definitely a stunt double. Well, that's when he was hanging out with Steven Seagal. <laughs> that, that was just when they couldn't get him. He was like, we got to have him. He's my little Billy Forsyth. <laughs> little Billy Anybody see Richie? We need Richie over here. Nah, only I get to play with Billy today. You get away from him, the boss. Billy, say you love me. We'll have to cover that movie. That's an that's a really good movie too with Seagal. It has been a hot minute. 
Yeah, it hmm. kind of has. It may, it may be, I do believe you picked Stone Cold, but I had thrown up a Steven Seagal movie in my suggestions. Was it? Maybe it was. I threw, Maybe it was Out for Justice, or was it like the Glimmer Man? Uh, no, I threw. I, I went hard. I threw up Marked, or, uh, Marked for Death. Oh, you went violent. <laughs> I, I, I went, like, I think. Oh, you went I, violent. I gave you Stone Cold, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Marked for Death, and Escape from New York. Um, were the suggestions? I was like, ah, screw it. Here, let's let's just go for something old school because you wanted old school because we were doing a new, you know, Schwarzenegger movie. But the second you went, you never saw Stone Cold. There was no turning back on. Yeah, that. it really wasn't. This was this was one I never like was anticipating us doing anytime soon. But after watching this again and being like completely reminded of this movie, I'm like, God, why why hadn't we done this sooner? Like, I forgot literally how much I really enjoyed this movie. Well, like, it's it's high energy when the shit hits the fan in this. This movie. one's definitely like it makes sense for our criteria of what we like try to go after. The only shameful part is me just not having a connection to it, other than just being an idiot kid. But that's me being an idiot kid in general most of the time. So like, but it gives us a unique perspective that okay, this is one that slipped through the cracks. Does it hold up now, being the first time you watch it? And I have to imagine it does. I mean, again, I'm watching this movie, going, I wish the boss had done even like he done. There's another one called uh, One Tough Bastard, or there's another name for it, and I can't remember something. Justice. He's probably making fun of Seagal. Um, one man's justice and it's it's good it's not stone cold good and then he did some like really bad like there's a movie called virus that you might as well just take a nap when you watch that movie <laughs> um he just never took off this is his first movie i mean like I'm buying it. Like I, I think he's he's actually a, a decent actor. I you know, he's pulling it like off. An action star, to yeah. An extent. I'm not saying a fantastic actor. I'm kind of amazed he didn't have like a direct to video like career. You know. No, I think he's had bit part career. Like he's got more stuff under his belt, but it's always like, hey man, come. Be. He was in um, is it the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler? Is yeah. That- He's a guard in that one, but, like, but that was also like we need everyone that's ever been a football player or wrestler. Yeah, definitely. in this movie, so and they like, put the balls in it. But from Stone Cold, the one tough bastard. I mean, that's a five year gap. I'm just <laughs> surprised that he wasn't like every single year having a, some random directed video action movie happening. I know? think because this one technically tanked. I it, think it could have been. I mean, let's face it. He's a football star. He probably had an ego. This thing oh, tanking probably bruised the hell out of that ego of him being like, everything I touch doesn't fail. What do you mean this failed? Right. You know? And, and it sucks, man, because I know we talked about this a little bit on the Broken Arrow episode. Is like, I'm a huge fan of Howie Long. I love Howie Long in action movies. How the and hell he did, did we it. not get a buddy cop movie of the Boz and Howie the Long? The Boz and Howie Long, dude. Yeah. I would have that would have been my movie. That right there. I would have a, a cameo show up the with Dennis Rodman. Is you know. so flat in that movie. Oh my God. And the only way you could really tell them apart was because the Boz still had the mullet. Yeah. The They're so high and tight <laughs> in that movie. But yeah, I mean there was it was just something about that era of football players and, you know, basketball players 
they just they were so animated they might as well have been action movie characters you know give it you know being bad guys or good guys or sidekicks or however you want to look at it it was all about what kind of publicity could you get you know right what kind of like could you be the one that was on entertainment tonight because Uh, of what outlandish thing you did you know they uh the promotion for stone cold from what i was reading was he he went on shows like donahue and promoted this movie he the there's another trailer i didn't play but it's almost like an interview with the boss talking about the movie and it's like it was so there's not a lot of talking in it it was just like here's a headshot of the boss and him sitting there with his duster talking to you then they would play a scene and then he'd talk again i was like it doesn't play well for a podcast so i just played the real one (laughs) but i i could see it like this guy like i I believe he jumped in the water both feet you know first just i'm going to be an action star i'm going to be the next stallone i'm going to be the next arnold schwarzenegger and i don't know man i i and it makes sense i mean he's got the the build for it you know he's got the build he's got the face you know he's got Honestly, I think there's a bit of charisma with him in this movie as well. And after watching this, why did this tank? Like, what what the hell? Why did why did no one latch on to this movie? Especially in the early 90s. It's not right. like we instantly turned our backs to action movies as no. soon as 1990 hit, you know? I mean, we're still in Terminator era. We're still yeah. in all of this. And I mean, and it was about something that should have pretty much struck a nerve with a lot of people which was the biker gang type thing that was going on everyone saw it on the news it was always the only you know, thing i could think of is just the fact like yes we all love lance henderson but if you were to ask who that is to like their average person and be like uh, i don't i don't know i would say back about. then like, he was not a household name yeah like he is to us you know like yeah to like cult movie lovers it's like oh yeah awesome pumpkin head but like Right. I think the average movie guard would be like, I, who the hell are you talking about? You know? No, and then, I, like, I, I you, give you throw that. in like this football star that, like, let's face it, the people are dedicated to their teams. So it's like, all right, you only got the Seahawks fan base to go to yeah. this movie kind of thing. Like, I think it's just kind of this weird combination. And from what I remember, he was kind of one of those, like, I guess the words kind of like prima donna, like very full of him sh- himself type personalities even with football um that he probably did rub a lot of people the wrong way and with with sports fans that'll carry over into any career you go to do later on you know it's very much like there's a lot of people that cannot stand dennis rodman so they just won't watch a movie that he was in even though it was van damme movies most of the time yeah no i mean straight up i mean that's the way it was back then like if you didn't like someone, you just straight up avoided it, you know, yeah, totally. Like, but you cold shouldered it and then moved on. Me as a teenager, I was all in for this movie, man. I mean, it's to me, it was normal. Like that's that it was kind of like this is where action stars come from. They have to come from like football or wrestling or bodybuilding or something like like even in my mind as a kid, like Stallone was probably a boxer in my mind because I remember Rocky and I kind of know that was his like first jump into things. So at, you know, 15 or whatever, when I watch this movie, I'm probably still equating to that to where, okay, yeah, you know, Stallone was a boxer. Arnold was a bodybuilder. This guy's a football player. 
you know, I had a GI Joe that was a football player, you know, the, the fridge refrigerator Perry. Oh yeah. He, he was an action figure. He was, he was just a football player. I mean, guy. Sergeant Slaughter was Sergeant Slaughter, you know, and then, then he turns into a wrestler. So it was totally commonplace for me to see these people from Sunday or, or Monday night football. All of a sudden now they're action stars. Hulk Hogan. I mean, I, we haven't even talked like that. Like, he definitely jump, tried to jump into the action movie. And it, it's funny because, like, genre. as we keep talking about this, it's like, nah, it's usually wrestlers that make that jump. Like, they're I the only ones that's kind of stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when John Cena's 12 rounds came out, I went, well, I'm not going to watch that. That looks awful. You know, mm-hmm. like, why? Like, John Cena looks so stiff. And now he has turned into, like, the dude has found his niche when it comes to acting. It's like, He's funny as hell. The dude's got comedic timing like no other. Like he does, you know. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense now for him. Like it just, I think it took a minute to figure out what his niche was supposed to be. I I, I think that's what it is. They all have to, you know, get comfortable. We you all know? knew the Rock was going to be successful because he's so damn charismatic. Yeah, he's the most electrifying man in yeah. sports entertainment. I mean, it's just it makes but, sense uh, that Stone Cold wasn't as successful because Stone Cold's an asshole. But he's actually a very, very lovable human being. His he's character's a, an asshole. He's done a hell of a lot more movies than a lot of people realize. If you go on he TV, has. there's like just five surprised. Stone Cold movies. Like, here's the thing with him. If he would have <laughs> done movies with Netflix now, he would have been huge. Right. You know? But he, he had to it jump was that into weird the- error where it's just like, nope, like... He was he would be perfect for streaming. Absolutely perfect. When when it was his time where, you know, basically it's like, you know, when he, he realizes wrestling can't be it for the rest of his time. But it was also just before the Netflix thing was taken off. Yeah, so exactly. That's, like he just got a bad deal. On he did. That. But like, it's like we that guy in the expendables and we were all like, Oh yeah, that's great. And then he got that condemned movie, which you know you have covered on the. Podcast. I love the condemned. I I think it's fantastic. It, the problem but was those he, WWE Network movies should have been ideal for streaming because every single one no. was a box office flop. But and I know WWE is on Peacock now, and that makes sense for where they should pivot those things. But remember, like Rey Mysterio was in a horror movie. Kane was in a horror. Kane movie. was in a horror movie. Yeah, you it, know, like, like, they 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 try. Again, it was just they, they're all just money. And the problem is, like, and what I was gonna say is like Stone Cold, the character he played in the Expendables, the character he played in Condemned, it's the exact same character it's he's played Stone in Stone Cold. Movie. You know? Yeah. It's, it's always Steve Austin that is an incredible human being, and then like it that's what he can do, you know? Yeah. But it's 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 not like Batista where we actually realize that dude's got some range to it. yeah like some severe range my god can batista like yeah but i'm also going to be one of the ones that still bitches about the rock actually needs to go back to his roots of when he was doing yeah, action i had no movie. desire to see black adam i still haven't i, I you know, like i can watch it for okay when we say for free i know i'm paying for hbo but essentially i can watch yeah it but for my free. dumb monkey brain goes that's yeah, free <laughs> it's free I'm i don't care for this but I also have to say, like, I literally just watched I literally just watched Shazam like a week ago. The first one, not the new one that's getting ready. To and I don't out. blame you for, you know, waiting so long to see it because it was just like, ah, eh, a Shazam movie. And then it actually turned out to be pretty fun. 
oh, a it, great kids movie. I had a blast. It was a perfect coming of age teenager yeah. movie. It's got some naughty jokes in it that aren't too bad. And I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, honestly, but we're just, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about Shazam all of a sudden. When we're I don't know. We start about talking boss. about wrestlers and uh, the well, boss. It was a natural <laughs> pro- progression to, you know, television now. And it's why we're, there's no personality to sports. I think that's why wrestlers are the only ones that can still do it is because their job is to have a personality. I, yeah. That's and you know what? Thing. And that's the thing. Like with uh, today's sports figures, like, yeah you're right that personality isn't there because if it was even me as a non-sports fan would know who they are right instead at the very beginning of the episode going well there's the lebron you know (laughs) yeah i i i have no like other than we see something about them in the news for doing something wrong that's the only time a name gets brought up yeah usually he's a piece of shit that beats his wife too Cool. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and i'm not saying that stuff didn't happen back in the day right but what i'm saying is you just didn't have you know like you had like uh i always remember like Deion sanders because he played baseball and football and hell he probably played basketball i don't know uh, you know probably played golf too I, i'm sure they all play golf every every person player, plays golf everyone yeah. does it but you know, I just those names are always I always remember them because they 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 had to stand out. Plus you didn't have the internet. So to even remember them now, they had to be pretty ostentatious to be remembered. And that's how it works, man. That's how we will always remember the 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 players from the 80s and the 90s when it comes to these kind of things. So then the Boz, even though he didn't have a huge career, he made a hell of a mark. Like seriously. I, I mean, mean honestly, we, though, if you can have one cult film underneath your belt, that's incredible. You know, when we when we announced doing this movie, there was a more people were excited about Stone Cold than The Last Stand with Arnold. So, I mean, that actually says a lot that there's just so many people that are like, oh, shit, they're actually doing Stone Cold. Holy shit. That movie's awesome. We, you know, that's I can't wait for that episode to drop, you know, and it, it makes you feel good that you pick something cool. But it was also like I didn't expect most no, of not at all. To like, be like, this could be one of those things where people just like tune in and go okay like it's it's, it's a tuesday whatever it's like oh yeah i remember that movie way way back not like oh shit i remember that movie there's a totally different like connotation to how they're saying it i think know, it's so. because like this movie was way grittier than expected uh almost to like uh, i'm gonna compare it to point point break almost like yeah point break is a very dark and gritty like action movie you know right about surfers it's, which is yeah. weird to say mm-hmm. but, but like, you're not wrong it's, you know it, it takes itself very seriously even though keanu's performance is so goddamn outlandish come on man don't mess I with john am an fbi agent don't mess with john wick stop it <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not you're not wrong and it's another swayze type thing and i, I mean, love point breaks so damn much <laughs> But I mean, I think that's the sh- that's the huge shift. Like even like halfway through Stone Cold, it's it's darker, but it's still not gritty yet. Lance Henderson shoots his own girlfriend to prove a point. The Stone Cold. That's the moment this movie really makes a switch when they find out that you know John is a a cop, and that's the moment no one is safe in this movie. 
Like, absolutely no one is yeah. safe. Because, like, when they shoot her, I'm like, oh, they shot her in the shoulder. Like, she's okay. It's like, oh, she's not getting back up. She's dead. She's he not sh- showing back up. And then I had to Google sh- it, too. Like, maybe she shows up later, and, like, maybe I missed it somehow. I'm like, nope, nope, she's dead. He shot her in the head. Like, he put those three bullets in the gun and shot the one dude, shot his girlfriend, and it just so happened that the third bullet, it was the the empty chamber, because he pulls it on the boss. It is my, that is the one scene in the movie that, being an action fan, I get what they were going for, but I was still kind of pissed off that they made him, like, wince they like he closes his eyes real tight the gun goes off i wanted him to just stare at lance hendrickson when he pulled that trigger at the very end when the tables have turned and the boss has his revolver pointed at lance and he pulls the trigger lance also flinches he does and i get i i get it but me i'm just always that guy like my 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 action hero needs to be damn near superhuman (laughs) you know but and it's a small bitch it's a small bitch about it but yeah so this movie takes off like balls to the wall. We have a freaking army helicopter flying down because Main decide, Street. Let's not kill the Boz. We'll attach a bomb to him, and then we'll kick him out in front of the Capitol. The Boz is the bomb, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he takes him over. Fantastic, fantastic kill when he pushes that dude out of the helicopter. That was a Pete dummy drop. Yeah, it was chef's kiss. You know, it maybe doesn't outdo our children of the corn dummy drop. No, nothing will ever top the children of the corn part two. All right. (laughs) This one's a contender for like top 10 because I (laughs) totally love that whole scene. And he takes over the helicopter and it's like three feet off the ground. Like, think about this. That was a real street. That was a real town. That was a real helicopter. And they really flew it that way. There's no CG. There's no special effects. There's no perfectly vertical it's, helicopter. It's really <laughs> impressive what they do with this helicopter in this movie. And, like, the final ten minutes is just batshit insane. Because, yes, we have a Lance Henderson dressed up as a priest, like we talked about, shooting yep. up literally everyone. He wins. Obliterates. Like, yeah. the dude in front of him, he almost empties a clip through that dude's back. Yeah. And it's like reverse Ed 209 moment. <laughs> like, seriously, I figured out a way to get Ed 209 back in this episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Then we and, got like one henchman who just dives headfirst into a plate of glass to get into the Capitol. Yeah, that's how and he it works. In. <laughs> he didn't shoot the glass head Lance, straight into it. Lance then strafes the gun across the Supreme Court of Alabama judges. And obliterates everyone. And then the the actual target, which is the DA, he's toying with him for a moment. So you're like, okay, maybe something's going to happen. Maybe Maybe the boss can save the day. Maybe the boss is going to intervene. Nope. Lance kills the DA, the target of the entire movie. Lance wins. They get... The, the guy they're trying to free, they take off on motors. The motorcycles popping out of the back of the moving truck. Still a badass freaking scene when they come through that window. Opening oh, yeah. When they two... back up the truck and it's all the motorcycles yeah. are, are in it. They're on this thing. And they, this is another point where I don't think there was. I think Lance did something and no one. He didn't tell anyone else he did it was 
when the boss gets control of the helicopter and he's talking into the dude's headset like, angels don't die. Lance throws the radio that he's supposed to keep talking to everyone. <laughs> he goes, everyone on their own throws the walkie yeah, Really, there's no plan for them to escape. Like, the plan no. was to kill everyone. And then it turns into a big shootout with the cops. The boss jumping from the helicopter in the weirdest Dude. shot ever because he he crashes through glass and feet like first. lands. Yeah, feet first and lands his face into a wall <laughs> and gets up and kicks the guy's ass. Yeah, which and we're not talking like oh he hops out of the helicopter. No, it's like a thirty foot drop. The boss does through a, a skylight window roof. I thought he was going to jump for the uh, There's a flagpole I was like oh yeah He's going to jump to the flagpole Write it down And then go in and start kicking everyone's ass And then nope nope, he went through that glass I went well there's also that (laughs) He he did superhero landing Before superhero landing Was a thing Although he crushes his face into the wall You're just like That was the most ungraceful way For the, the hero to jump in but he he just goes to town, man. He takes everybody's weapons from him. He gets a him. shotgun. He starts blowing people off the. He man, gets a Mossberg Model Five Hundred bullpup shotgun. This thing's straight up out of Aliens, but it's a real freaking gun. And he's like pumping it with one hand, and he's using his revolver to shoot people off of ledges. He shoots the one dude on the motorcycle and he hits the gas tank and you swear he shot a rocket at the guy. Yeah. That's how much of an explosion he blows a guy out of a window and then that guy crashes through the window and then lands on top of the roof of a car. Like in perfect cradle position, like his arms are like and he's like, in a lazy boy. It's such a great shot because the camera is watching the car and then you have the body thump into it. And you see all the destruction. Like, it just completely the, caves. Look, it's great. Great stunt, stunt work. Stunt work and the practical effects in this movie. This is up there with some huge budget movies. Like, seriously. They went all out, and they had a fantastic team behind And it's crazy, because it seriously is, like, ten minutes long. Like, it's it, not it that long. Like, it's just like, boom, here's our ending. Yeah. Then we get the face-off between the boss and Lance Hendrickson. And this is the point where he does kind of turn into like the suit, the, the superhero action star. Oh, he's and he's toying cut with up Lance. jeans. He's his chest is all bared out. He's got the cut above the eyebrow. Oh, and yeah. The blood is running down his face. He's, and he's got blood all over his, you know, holy jeans, his acid wash jeans, you know, <laughs> and he just looks like he's so sexy and cool. And he beats the piss out of Lance Hendrickson. Like, he bounces his head off the floor. And give credit to the makeup department. There's this bloody patch of hair yes, on the did you, back yes. of... Yes! A movie does not do that. It pays attention nope. to the back of the head where his head got slammed. It's got a big old blood splotch. Yeah, he, he is messed up and falls down the steps twice the second time of course is when the boss kicks him yes. down the steps and every time like it isn't like you see him go to like kick him and then the camera cuts no you actually see no. a stunt man fumble down steps and that's in my head if you fall down steps you break your neck so i always don't want to fall down steps uh well you do but stunt people are wearing the back brace that they do for for the stair uh tumbles because it goes up and it supports your neck 
and it covers your spine. So it's like armor underneath the costume. So when they take that tumble, there's a certain way to do it, but all of that impact is landing on the padding as they fall. But it's so hidden well that, and the cut for from Lance to the stunt person is so well done. You almost think Lance makes that fall. No, it, it looks like Lance fully. Like they yeah. did a good job with it. And then they take him alive. So again, another movie where I'm yelling at the thing, going, "No, I want him dead." And I swear, someone just watched Die Hard the night before they filmed this scene. <laughs> because like, what do we do? How do yeah. we end this movie? The boss has to like have a redeeming thing where he doesn't just kill anyone, even though he torched freaking William For- Forsyth. He shot up okay. everyone in that. To thing. be fair, William Billy Forsyth, Billy, little old Billy, found out he was a cop and was like, oh, "I'll race you. I'm gonna go let everyone know you're a cop. I knew you were a pig." You know. And he runs in the back of a car and explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the point where Steven's like, all right, guys, it's enough. This, he has to stay on my yeah, You can't keep playing with my Billy. You better kill him off. I don't care how. Just kill him off now. So they killed off William Forsythe so he could work with Steven. So he's like, the boss has killed all these people, but for some reason he can't. He's not supposed to kill, you know, Lance. They take him, they cuff him up. And as they're talking, Lance is looking at this deputy's gun. And you're like, oh, shit, here it is. Oh, shit, this is the moment. And you see Lance push this cop, grab his gun. The camera cuts to the boss and the FBI director, who was also the coroner and Jason goes to hell. And two (laughs) gunshots ring out in the air, and it's not from the boss. It's from the other FBI it's partner. It's from his nerdy partner. His nerdy partner. The dude from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that's the same office as Clark whenever he's talking about the swimming pool. It's that dude. And he. it's the same shot as Al from Die Hard. It really he's is. He's got the gun <laughs> in front of him. And he fires off two shots, and he's like, "It was my time. Was it my time to rise up or step up or something I don't like even that?" Remember. But then we get the weirdest ending to a movie where it just—it is a single take shot following the boss as he walks out of the Capitol building covered in blood, and you don't know where the hell he's going. He's nope, got and no the, one to go to. He just keeps on walking, and we the get the credits. weirdest. We get a weird credit in song too. The credits are off to the side so that the boss is still center camera. Yeah, he's in frame the whole time. Yeah. So you're like, oh, maybe we get some kind of post credit scene or something, which would be awesome. No. Maybe Nancy's to- still alive and she runs to him and then you know, it's like, we're going to bone. Maybe nope. his Maybe his girlfriend from the beginning that apparently he forgot about in this movie. I don't know. But yeah, it just goes to black and the boss walks off it's so wild of an ending but i didn't care because this this movie's badass man this movie's <laughs> everything an action movie needs to be and i adore this movie for it um so i think it's time we do the things brother let's, let's do, do the it. things yeah leave anything for us just bodies body count body count Body count, body count. All right, man. We go hard in this movie again. Just like yeah, I'm kind of curious because it does feel like for a while not many people die in this. Because like it hits a point where Lance finally kills someone, and yeah. that's when his girlfriend's like, "You killed them! How dare you!" You know, and then like yeah, he, he kills another the two, guy's uh, hand. 
into National a motorcycle Guard. wheel. And that dude's still alive. Like, yeah. he's still... We didn't even talk about the dude that got blown up by a grenade and lived in this movie. I mean, that whole, that prosthetic they do on that dude's face well, in the they, hospital. They really, like, burn his lips off. And they make, like, one of his lines is, hey, man, just kill me. I don't want to yeah. keep going like this. And you're just like, holy. Again, something you think that this movie is just going to be one of those cliche action movies. They're having fun. This movie gets dark at times, but a body count for Stone Cold. We're keeping it in the high numbers, boys. It's 40. Damn. 40 people die in this movie. There's a lot at the end. I, like I Lance say, yeah. is responsible for like 20 plus kills. Because I mean, he, he strafes an entire judge scene and that's like seven people in one go. You know, he, he obliterates just himself in that courtroom. And they show the aftermath afterwards too, yeah, like when they're walking the through. Comes in and, and realizes, like, damn, because he knows he's <laughs> too late. Like, yeah, the mission failed. I they did. The, the mission failed. Now all you can do is go after the big bad. But yeah. you, you, they, the big bad won. That's it. That's all there is to it. They just didn't get away, you know. But yeah. So next thing, and there's a lot to pick from. But let's uh, kill Have the you week. Ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. There's a lot to pick from, Nate. Oh, what what's your what's your there kill was only of the week? one that made sense for me. Okay, fair. The boss, he's standing there, and a man on a motorcycle is about to run him over, but he's got that shotgun. He shoots oh that God. man in the chest, and when he does, that motorcycle guns it. It keeps on going. It crashes through a window. And it hits the helicopter and blows up Mac's dad in the helicopter. And it all comes into a practical, blowing, terrible, not even terrible, but great effect. It's yeah. just catastrophe about yeah, catastrophe. Yeah. He gets a double kill. You're right. That is. So that is, that an, is my double kill of the week. I like it. Double kill of the week. Well, I, I know I talked about it briefly, but there's no way I can't. And it also involves the helicopter is when he shoves that bomb in the biker's jacket and kicks him out when there's like three seconds and you get a spectacular mid-air explosion of a bomb and you see the dummy body just <laughs> and fall on fire. And I swear, this explosion literally is like what ten feet away from the helicopter. Yeah, it's that's it's way still too close. In, it's <laughs> stupid close. Um, that's my kill of the week. I love it so much. There's some amazing kills. I mean, we we breeze past, but William Forsythe like blows up in spectacular fashion. Yeah, like, when that he whole runs effect into the vehicle, it's great. It's awesome. And then they give him a Viking funeral with him sitting on his motorcycle <laughs> dead with a like a beer in his hand and they set him on fire to I give him a big so send off. I'm just like, that means they had to go to the street where his body was, pick yes. it up, take it away. Everyone would probably been like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> And it wasn't the same motorcycle, so someone had to give up their motorcycle yeah. <laughs> for him to get burned. But it's Lance the, is like, your motorcycle, you, you get it up there. He's like, but I brought this one from home. 
I really, I really hope someone kept the uh, William Forsythe dummy though, because that thing like had a dumbass <laughs> grin on it. He had, he has like this gap in his teeth. The the dead William Forsythe looks so happy. It was just so wild. He died doing what he loved, riding <laughs> he, his bike. And then he had to go work with Steven Seagal and Alfred Justice. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's rate this bad boy. I mean, I'm super curious. This is the first time you've seen it. You've now seen it twice. I have, which we all know. I don't watch the movies twice. Not normally, no. Like, it's normally not a thing I do. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a solid 7.5. It's a good movie. Excellent. It's, it's Excellent. a lot of fun. Uh, enough fun to watch it twice in a 72-hour period, which is unheard of for me. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, awesome. I was. Yeah. I had good. Now, Good hope that you like, were going to be up there. The best way I could put it is like these are the type of movies that like I feel like we've been wanting to cover on the podcast more. Yes. You know, like I think this is the type of thing that it's it's up our alley. It's something that I think even Pete would have fun with. And that's kind of how, yeah. you know, we could gauge some certain things where it's just like this isn't just a standard bang, bang, they're dead, bang, bang, they're dead, like. There's this a lot has of some, silliness to it. It's it's gritty. but this has some good story too. You know, it's like it's not just a throwaway script. You know, oh good guy, bad guy. There's actually some oh, really oh, good like plot to this. Movie. Is because they got so damn lucky of having Lance Hendrickson. Like if he wasn't in the role, this movie would have changed no, tonally. I, I honestly, I they it probably would have been what it was they that they first filmed. You know, and it probably yeah. would have been just one of those literal it would have been a run of the mill yeah. yeah and like instead of having even action peppered in throughout the movie it probably would have all been at that last 10 minutes and like oh, Bro, like i know? don't i don't even think we would have got the amount of chaos we got at the end yeah. had it not been for that so i i, I mean the I truth wish i would have saw this as a kid because this would have been a lot of fun and i mm. know this would have been one of those movies i probably would have forgotten about until it gets brought up i'm like oh yeah that was a really fun one right. you know yeah. That that's the type of thing. So uh, that's yeah. kind of what I was because I realized I didn't own it. And I'm like, why do I not own this movie? And it's because it's one of those that does slip your mind, even though I've seen it multiple times. Like I know this movie pretty well in and out. You know, it's it's one of my favorites of the boss for sure. And I am curious to see if there's like anyone in the audience that like has a recommendation that's similar to this. Like one of those movies that you think like I remember getting this from, you know, the mom and pop place that I feel yeah. like everyone's forgotten about because this is definitely one of those movies. But I mean, it's getting a 4K release, so it's 3.4 million views on YouTube. So it's it's clearly got its audience. I, you know, we are its I, audience. I still have some aces up my sleeve and I'm not even talking like your your request for me to give you something better than class of 1999. I don't think it's possible. Um, But I do have like lesser known action movies that i i've got up my sleeve for later but i like this man this is like one of the rare ones that doesn't need arnold it doesn't need stallone it stands on its own um i'll just go ahead and rate it like this movie totally gets an eight from me like it's nice. super fun i anytime someone talks about it i'm like i'm there i'm like yeah let's talk about stone cold or i'll recommend it to someone i mean honestly 
it was on the list I gave you out of movies that I'm like, you wanted something somewhat with an old school feel, but good action. You know, I think you might've even said dark because if you go back and look at the movies, except for Beverly Hills cop two, all the other ones I pick were very like dark action. Movies. I mean, that's usually going to be me in general is like, I want something a little bit more moody, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's kind of wild that we, we were kind of going for the last stand to be our like banger of the month, you know, like our, our big blockbustery kind of movie. This one held its own, honestly, <laughs> against it. Like I love both of them and I'll watch both of them back to back if I needed to. I've already watched Last Stand again since we recorded. <laughs> so that's how much I love that movie. And if it got yeah, you won't thought, watch Creed. I'm just, <laughs> I I just haven't had time to start it. That's all. I did I should tell everyone well, it's that because I because the last stand you can put in the background. The yeah. Creed you have you're gonna have to sit down I ha- I dedicate have two hours of being focused, you know. That's I, I a, have to watch it, yeah. Uh it's Friday night, you know, the lights are out, the movie's playing. Just want to relax. I'm gonna watch exactly. this. You're right, and that is so with a house full of kids and now stuff. Now you like were that. a son of a bitch about two weeks ago. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna out and myself. I was ready to just murder you straight up, <laughs> run a vehicle over you. I was willing to have you in a helicopter and launch a motorcycle at you in the helicopter because you're a real piece of shit for what you did. I yeah so that was retaliation for uh all the bad mouthing I've gotten for like uh Lawrence Fishburne lately no no all right no this does not deserve what you did because of you know Lawrence Fishburne being just okay I I love explain yourself I will explain myself so we have our group chat we know we've talked about this before our private one and it's Nate myself Cody and Mark and Mark's son uh, Mike so I don't even remember what we were actually talking about it had nothing to do with what I brought up it had something to do with a movie and I went hey hot take um didn't care for Creed and Mark types it's was in the middle of typing something, sends it, and then immediately goes, wait a minute, we got to go back to that. What did Charlie just say? And you and Mark go off on on me because I was like, yeah, I just really couldn't get into it. I was kind of bored. Cody jumps in. Cody left the group. Yeah, he was like, I'm done. I'm out. Nope, I don't have time for this kind of conversation. And I was just like, you piece of shit. You're a real piece of shit. That's oh. all you are. <laughs> Nate had already disowned me totally. And they're going off and just I just put in there something like gotcha or some weird gif. Which then pissed us off more because we didn't know if it was a bit or not. So Mark stops. Wait, 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 wait. Did you actually watch the movie or not? And I went, no, I haven't had time to watch it. I just wanted to see. Because y'all were talking about Creed 3. I think that's what it was. You were talking about because Mark had went and saw it. So I just threw in there that I didn't like Creed. I hadn't even watched it yet. And then when you revealed it, I was like, he's still a piece of shit. It took like the rest of the day for everybody to not be pissed off at I was driving reading that. Oh, (laughs) oh. Oh, I wish I could respond harder. (laughs) Now there's even that much more at stake when I actually watch it. Because if I don't actually like it, I don't know what to do. (laughs) You keep your lips sealed and you never tell us about it. I'll just for the rest of my life. I've never. You hide in shame with that theory. (laughs) 
It was too good, but I rarely get you guys that good in there. It, it, it was funny. I like probably it. the maddest I've been in 2023 so far. I'm glad I could be the one. That if you would have said that about Creed 2, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's fine. <laughs> well, it's like I want that's the one I actually want to watch. And I know I have to watch Creed first. I need that's to give what it another shot. Me off because <laughs> I want to see Dolph. I want to see Drago. And I was like, I got to watch the first one. And I just yep. haven't sat down and watched it. And I saw the trailer for three going, damn, I kind of want to watch this one. Because I still need to see three. Yeah. I, I know they're not doing it. But when I saw the trailer, I went, I feel like there's a lot of like Clubber Lang influence. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like, without it being... Without it's not like, like it's, on the nose. Or yeah, it's not like Clubber that. Lang's son. That no. would have been stupid. Which but I was I, waiting for them to do that. Like, well, we did this son. We did this I, of, I was expecting that, but uh, but I because uh, we had went uh, Seth and I had watched Cocaine Bear and they played the Creed three trailer and I was like, damn, this actually looks good. I need to watch the Creed movies. <laughs> it was just too good <laughs> to get you guys fired. You guys got real fired. I'm surprised y'all didn't kick me out of the group. Oh, You're lucky. But. You're really lucky. <laughs> you got a trash review for Stone Cold. Oh, do I ever. All right. Here's your drop. I'm the trash man. I come out. I throw trash all over the, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on the head. Oh, that's going to be a disaster. All I right. What it feels like to be the trash man for <laughs> a few hours. <laughs> This comes My from a Ray channel from 2019. Gave it two out of ten and said, what were they thinking? The Wizard of Boz should have stayed in his professional football career instead of <laughs> drifting over into acting. Not only is he terrible at what this film demands of him, he's completely stiff. There's this one scene that takes place in a, in a strip club, and you can tell that Brian Bosworth is distracted by all the dancing naked ladies around him. The acting in this me? movie is complete and utter crap from everyone except Lance Hendrickson, who tries his best with what he's got, and William Forsythe, who is completely wasted. The climax is seven minutes long and is simply mediocre. It's not thrilling or exciting or anything of the sort. The movie is 90 minutes long, and thankfully, those 90 minutes go by rather quick, which I was surprised at. I will give this movie credit for at least trying to be an all-right action movie, but everything just drags it down. If you're into watching bad movies like I am, this is a must-see. But if you're not into that sort of stuff, don't even bother with this film. That guy's a dumbass. I, just, I don't get it. Like He that, hit the, everything that we're talking about, like all these trash opinions do, and they don't get it. Like, There's nothing mediocre about the last 10 minutes of this movie. Period. That's great. And also, the reason the boss got into movies was because he had a shoulder injury that he couldn't continue playing sports. Yeah. So this was like the next logical step for him. So it's not like he quit playing football just because he wanted to be a Hollywood star. It was just the only thing he could go do because I don't know if it was, I know it was like he was out a lot because of his shoulder. And I think it just came down to where he missed so much. It was like, look, man, you, you're out, you know, go out with, you know, some glory or, get hurt and just put on the injured list forever. I don't know. Mm. I don't watch enough football. I only did Tough a little break. bit of research on it, but that guy's an idiot. 
That, yep. that, that, is, that is, again, the epitome. You find really good trash reviews, man. I'll give you that. That's right. That's what I do. That's what I bring to the show. That's it. <laughs> Just the trash reviews. No, man. You bring a lot to the show. It's totally fine. All right, man. Well, um, anything going on outside of uh, our show? Well, I hope that everyone listened to A Cut Above and of uh, Spoils of Horror doing Children of the Corn 1 and Children of the Corn 3. That's right. Our giant collaboration it's okay um other than that i get to uh i haven't recorded it yet as of now but i've also been invited on to the fiendish five podcast that nate cheated on me with so i get to go talk about my top five horror movies chip is a Um, lovely human being i hope you get to enjoy your time with him i am looking forward to that for sure well, we do have one thing we can actually go ahead and announce, and it involves our YouTube channel. So we have decided that we're going to try something a little fun, something I don't think I've actually seen yet. Maybe someone's doing it. I don't know. But we're going to dub our next series that we do on YouTube, The Tubi Files, Trash or Treasure. We are literally just going to pick random movies from Tubi, Probably mostly action or horror, but honestly, it's going to be open for just about anything that strikes their fancy. And we're going to do a live stream about it, which means it's available for anyone to watch. You know, it's not like you got to wait for a movie to be streaming or come out of theaters. It's Tubi's free. It's not going to cost anyone anything to keep up with us. And we're just going to start really digging into Tubi because we love it so much. And we're going to try to make a fun little series about it. Yeah, because like one of the problems with like doing newer movies, we like doing it, and I think we still will. It's I think like so. Cocaine Bear is a perfect example of like so many people wanted to see it but didn't see it in theaters and didn't want it spoiled, which I yeah. think is rightfully respectful. And then, and then people were supposed to actually be on the show and didn't. And stuff like I don't that. know what you're talking about there. I was on the show. If you listen to our other episodes. Yeah, apparently when we talk about it, you were like, yeah, yeah. go go check out that episode we yeah, did. Go check it out. So the great thing, I, I can't pretend that I have seen every single damn cult B, D-rated movie. No. And Tubi does a fantastic job of being like, hey, here's this movie you probably never heard of, but the cover looks really cool and the description sounds pretty cool. So we're going to kind of try our best to find stuff that none of us have seen. And go right. in blind and then talk about it. That's and that's, that's kind of what we want to shift the YouTube towards yeah. of just like, all right, you watched a movie that you did want to see. And then Tubi always has that recommendations. You know what? You like this. So here's what's yeah. next. And you're always like, well, what the hell's that? So and we and may still all throw- born class of 1999. Yeah. And we may still throw in movies that are like, man, we. We want to talk about this movie, but maybe we'll we don't ever see ourselves doing it on the podcast. But it happens to be on Tubi, and we know it's somewhat you know of a popular movie. That's we can do it on these two. So, but the the majority of it is movies we find on Tubi, some unknown treasures or trash. Because let's not kid ourselves. There's some trash on Tubi. There's some That's, really bad stuff there. <laughs> so. We'll see how that goes. We got April coming up on us, and I do believe that's the first time we're going to try it. And we're going to 
try to promote it so everyone has time to watch the movie. It'll still be a live stream, so you'll still be able to come on, do the live chat with us, which that's that's a lot of the fun for us. Like, we can talk about movies all day to ourselves. When we can actually get you guys to come on and interact, that just adds a whole nother level to, you know, the enjoyment factor of doing the live stream. So look for that. We'll get that announced. Anything else, Nate? I don't know, baby. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. You, you've you finished it all out. So if you want to follow along with all the other conversations we have outside of the episodes we do on the podcast, you need to be following us over on Give Me Back My Action Movies the Facebook group and give me back my horror movies, the Facebook group. We are both also on Instagram under the horror and action, even though the horror is about to hit a thousand followers, just blows my mind. Nate's in charge of a thousand people on Instagram. Thank you everyone. It seriously means a lot. And just thank you for everyone that's been listening. Like it's been really cool and humbling to see the, you know, the map light up and where yeah. we're doing and, what how we're doing even compared to like a year ago so like seriously thank you yeah i i I, talk to us reach out to us like i mean if you comment i'm i'm only on instagram right now like i'm no longer part of facebook for the time being for the foreseeable future so like you know come hang out with me on instagram it's it's fun time yeah now i'm running two groups on facebook i'm sorry i had to get away from it for a little bit it's fine it's fine you do you bubba you gotta pete utilize him do I need to remind you about the Instagram incident with Pete? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. You're right. I got moderators over there, though, so it'll be okay. We're totally <laughs> fine. But, yeah, so go check us out over there. We are also on Twitter. Uh, TikTok's still available, so we're still there. Check out all our movie trailers and fun little things we put on there. And we did already talk about the YouTube channel. So if you can find us, we're out there. Please just reach out. Have fun with us. It's a, it's a, it's a fun time. All right, Nate. Well, man, what's the good word? This is either going to be the biggest pork chop I ever ate or my bulldozer. So, you know, we like to look up the quotes and stuff because, you know, we do our little outro bit like we just did. Um, but I was looking up, like, specific quotes from this. And knowing that Lance Hendrickson did 90% of his own lines, there's a line in this movie that even when he said it, it caught me off guard in the movie. And I'm reading it going, son of a bitch, he did say that. Uh, you know, it's in moments like this that I think of my father's last words, which were, don't son that gun is loaded oh yeah that was the moment where i went all right clearly he's just saying whatever the hell he wants i'm like that's a line that doesn't get written that is a line that gets improv and then a writer goes damn it and throws his whole pen on the ground and goes why didn't i think of that that's how that god the genius of lance hendrickson love him man love him